This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Wednesday morning, everybody. Hi, I'm Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 10th, episode 2034, brought to you by Horselovers.com. Good morning, Horse World. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday morning. We have to start uh, by talking about Hurricane Michael. Uh, and the, the good news for us here in Ocala is that we're missing most of this one. We'll get a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind today, but it headed to our west. The bad news is for the people in the Panhandle, of which we have a lot of listeners up there, I know, because I've been hearing from them. And Jemmy and I have made some friends up that way, too, doing our show. So all of you are in our thoughts and prayers. A couple of uh, a couple of people I want to point out in particular. Janelle is one of our listeners. She said, we have stocked up on essentials and non-essentials and are buying extra water trough to fill for the horsey boys, just in case the water gets turned off. Charging up the phones, got to be able to listen to hit them regardless of the weather. (laughs) So... Your priorities are straight, Janelle. She's Thank in, you. Yeah, we appreciate that. She's well in Pensacola. They're going to be. They're going to get some, but it, they're not in the main part of it. Jody Kelly uh, is a friend of the show. She's been on numerous of our shows. She actually did an episode with me on Stable Scoop talking about where she lives. It's Destin, Florida, which is a beautiful vacation island, and she has a farm there. One of the only farms on the island. And her dad runs a boating business out of there, and Destin is in the eye. It's going to be where it hits. Destin's uh, not an island. I used to go there for well, spring break. Yeah, it's like right there. There's an island right there, and she lives about a mile inland from right okay. there. Yeah, there's a little offshoot, like a peninsula or whatever. But yes. uh, yeah, she um, had to move 34 horses. Oh my God. Off of her farm, which is literally a mile inland. They're, they're going to get hit with 145 mile hour winds. Um, I'm glad they got them all out. Thank God. Way to go, Jody. Get this 16 trailers, four bags of shavings each, three buckets, and two bales of hay per horse. And they're spread out um, all over the place. So she, she got 16 people came in and helped her. So again, the horse community comes together. She's a popular dressage trainer and dressage rider. And then Marsha Hartford Sapp can't seem to get away from storms. I was with her in Tryon at WEG when the hurricane was coming in. We did an interview with her on the WEG show. Uh, She lives in Tallahassee. Her husband is on the sheriff's department, and he has been called out for storm duty. She says that, uh, she said, my husband is leaving me with a Cat 3 hurricane, 40 horses, and a two-year-old toddler. So she's in Tallahassee. The thing about Tallahassee is it is a city that is filled with trees. I mean, it has got the live oaks every freaking where. 
it's it's a very wooded city. So they're worried about that. It's probably going to hit there at a Category 2. Uh, so we're wishing her the best. Uh, she's well-known to our listeners as well. Uh, this is supposed to be the largest hurricane to hit the panhandle of Florida ever, and it is the lowest, or it's the strongest hurricane to ever be in October. So we wish everybody the best up there, and we'll keep an eye on it and report give you reports as we see them coming in from our friends. Never fun to break records like that. No, not a record you want to break. No. Jemmy, what are we talking about the rest of the show? Oh, poor Marshall. My heart goes out to her. My goodness. Well, on today's show, in our weekly horse health report, guest Dr. Stephanie Valberg joins us to talk about the somewhat mysterious and sometimes fatal muscle-related disease in quarter horses, IMM, immune-mediated myositis. Emily Esterson of Covert Side Magazine tells us all about the new fox hunting episode starting next week. Plus, we have a product review featuring Auditor Cade, a big announcement from Jamie, and the latest and crappy list Wednesday, so you don't want to miss any of it. It's a packed show as always today, guys. And speaking of today, today is National Pet Obesity Awareness Day. So watch <laughs> it on those scooter treats today, Glenn. She's <laughs> ruined all my fun. You women in my life don't let me see my animals. Nothing. Nothing. That's awesome. (laughs) How funny. National Pet Obesity. That is the biggest first world ridiculousness I've ever heard. Oh, my God. There's children starving in Africa. We're talking about National Pet Obesity Awareness Day. Give me a freaking break. I want to punch somebody right now. It's actually a show. I think it's on Animal Planet. I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically about about fat pets. And so it's about this guy who comes in and helps you learn how to lean your your dog because they're too too tough. I don't have that problem with any of my animals, so I am moving on. I hate being American right now. None of my animals are fat. Happy birthday to one of our auditors, Kayla Benny. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to give the Daily Winnie to the nice folks that are very helpful that work for the company called PayPal. You guys, I'm the biggest idiot on the planet. Okay, let me back up. Remember, I was pre-purchasing that chestnut on um, Monday, chestnut three-year-old, and there's a major drama associated with it. Do you want to hear the drama real quick? Yeah. Okay, so... Apparently, the vet clinic told her she had to bring him, the the owner of the horse had to bring him into the clinic to get the pre-purchase because they needed to, at the x-ray, they only had one x-ray machine on. Uh, I was like, I don't even want x-rays. Anyway, so the lady has to go to work. So she loads the horse in the trailer and the husband is going to take the horse to the vet clinic. So I'm, I think he stood in the trailer for about an hour hmm. before he actually went to the vet clinic. Hmm. They take him to the vet clinic and they unloaded him into a cinder block stall where he couldn't see any other horses, like three sides are cinder block and then the grates in the front. You guess. know, the thoroughbred freaked out. It did not go well. <laughs> so the vet calls me and he's like, okay, I'm about to start the pre-purchase. Blah, blah, blah. What do you say? I'm like, okay, here's what I want. I want flexions. I'm like, if, 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 if anything, I'm a three-year-old doesn't flex, you know, flex is positive. Then we're done. Like, I don't need a three-year-old with lameness issues. I want this, 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 this done. Okay, great. So 
he calls me 10 minutes later. I was like, crap. He was like, uh, remember this is Texas. He's like, ma'am, uh, I, I couldn't, uh, I had to stop. And I was like, what happened? What, what didn't flex? He's like, oh no, I couldn't flex him. What do you mean you couldn't flex him? Well, he won't let me near him. <laughs> what? Jeez. I'm like, I've, like I'm a vet tech. I've pre-purchased fair, like feral horses, you know, like how, what do you mean? He's like, ma'am, I can't get his leg. Every time I pick his leg up, he rode straight up in the air and runs away. I was like, what? How is this possible? <laughs> what do you mean? You can't, you can't. He's like, I couldn't even listen to his heart. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I message the owner. She's like, he's never done that before. Of, of course, course they always say that, you know, yeah. And I told the vet, I'm like, listen, behavior I can handle. Lame, I can't. So your job is to see if he's lame. However you need to do that, that is what I am paying you for. Yeah, we for. don't usually like, tranquilize to do the vet exam. <laughs> no, I do, there's no sedating this horse to see. Like, your job is to see if he's lame. What do you mean you can't Does get near him? Does he have a tranquilizer him? gun with a dart? I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. So I say, he's like, man, he goes, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't buy a horse like this. I'm like, I'm not asking you if you, I, I like, I train horses. Like I'm not worried about behavior. Cause he's like, I told you guys, he's very afraid of people. Very afraid. Uh, and it was, which was clear. That's um, pretty obvious. <laughs> comes, comes out later that he's been locked in the trailer for an hour and then locked in the stall. That comes back to me. So I'm like, here's the deal. I don't need x-rays. There was no reason for y'all to make her bring the horse into the clinic. How about you go to her house and they take the horse back to her house and do the pre-purchase there because that's where he was comfortable. That's his home. He calls me back an hour later and he's like, I gotta tell you something. That was a different horse. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause he wasn't locked in the dang trailer for two hours and then like put in a concrete block stall, which would freak any horse out. Um, especially a three year old who's never been anywhere. Uh, so he, he passed the pre-purchase, the, the second <laughs> attempt at the pre-purchase. Now, why am I giving my daily window to the people at PayPal? Okay. So I'm like, Hey, uh, how can I pay you the $2,500 for this horse? Well, you can PayPal it. I was like, great. Send me an invoice. That's how I pay with PayPal. I do. That's how I do yeah, every PayPal. Right. She's like, no, you can just like put in my name and send the money. I was like, can you please just send me an invoice? She's like, it's so easy. This this chick is really cool. She's like, it's so easy. You just like put it in and send it. It's no big deal. Here's my email. I'm like, listen, I really think it's a good idea if you send me. No, it's going to cost me money to send you an invoice. Just send it to me. I didn't. Okay. I don't think it costs I'm, us money to send invoices. No, to it doesn't cost a dang penny. <laughs> but anyway, I was like, fine, I'll give it a try. So she sends me her email. I go in. I yesterday morning send twenty five hundred dollars to this email address and it goes through. And like forty five minutes later, she's like messages me, "Hey, where are you? Do you still want? Did I give you the right email? What's going on?" And I was like, I sent the money 45 minutes ago. She was like, no, you didn't. I didn't get it. And so I went on PayPal and I screenshot the, you sent the money to Jan and their last name at yahoo.com. Her name is Jen at oh. yahoo.com. Oh no. So Jan got it. Oh yeah. Jan got $2,500 because the Jan email at yahoo.com actually also has a PayPal account that is a a tied oh, to that email Jan address. Jan was so excited. She's like, I don't know where that money came from, but I'm going to... I was 
spend it on eBay. (laughs) That I put an A instead of an E, and that person has a PayPal account that is active, and it sucks the money in. And the last name is not super common. I'm freaking shocked. Okay, so some random person gets $2,500. So I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, that's not me. I'm Jen, not Jan. I was like, oh, so I called PayPal. They're like, "Mm, I'm sorry. The money's gone. I mean, it went into her account. I was like, what? The lady on the phone, she's not American. She goes, here's what you need to do. You need to call Jan and tell her to send the money back to you. I'm like, I don't know Jan. Jan can live in uh, Yugoslavia for all you know. Jan is... $2,500 $2,500 richer, has no idea who I am. I have no idea how to get a hold of her, except for this email address. And I'm going to email her and be like, hi, I just accidentally give you $2,500. Can you get it back? Yeah, that's going to happen. So I'm like, you need to pass me through to somebody who can help. So they send me like their crack security team and PayPal. And I'm like, oh my God, I just said $2,500 to the wrong person. I don't know what to do. And meanwhile, I'm calling Jen. And I'm like, I told you to invoice me. This is ridiculous. I shouldn't. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, this is all your fault. Sorry, you're not getting paid yet <laughs> for the horse that almost didn't pass a pre-purchase because I could touch his legs. So they get the horse. Like, oh, I get on the security team. They're like, we have to put in a like a some sort of like security alert and we'll let you know. And that'll take so three they, weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So, no, turns out they call me back in like less than an hour. They're like, we got it. We got the money because it went into her PayPal account. But if she would have immediately clicked and boop, into my account, it was gone. But it was still sitting in her PayPal account, so they just sucked it right back out. But if she would have gone, okay, if she transfer spent to it? my yeah, yeah. If she would have spent it, she was like, she was like, this. The, the security lady was like, this never happens. You're so lucky. This never works. This never happens. No, we can never do this. This is incredible. Ugh. We. Suck the money back out. And I always worry about that when I'm sending to email addresses through PayPal. Let me tell you something right now. I will only send a damn invoice. From now on, I will click pay. I'm not going to click email. Like and you then, needed this in addition to everything else you had going it on. It wasn't $12. It was <laughs> like $2,500. That's ridiculous. So I, I called Jen and I'm like, hey. Send me your invoice. <laughs> you're going to get your money in 12, 24 to 48 hours whenever PayPal puts it back in my account. So I've been checking my PayPal account like every five minutes and I still don't have the money back. They said it could take 24 to 48 hours. And I was like, you're just going to have to hold that dang horse. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm so sorry. Did she send you an invoice? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I would not, not pay yet. it without She's, an invoice. <laughs> I'm not paying it. It's just not going to happen. I mean, I could type in the email very quickly and because I know it by heart now and I will triple, quadruple check it. But I, I have a cold and I sent it like 730 in the morning yesterday and I was sick and just I don't know why. I think I, predictive. I, I worry about that when I send $25 out through PayPal. I mean, because you God. know, PayPal, you are lucky. PayPal's not that easy to work with. <laughs> no, they were like, the, the chick on the phone was like, okay, you're like, hurrying. I mean, like, shouldn't there be like, to send money more than just click here? Like, I feel like there should be like, are you sure? Are you double sure? Or are show me a picture sure? of the person, Check something. <laughs> How, are you positive that you want to send this money to this person? And the, and the fact that the first lady's like, you need to call Jan and tell her to give you the money back. I was like, I don't know her. <laughs> There's no Jan. I don't know who Jan is. She can live in, I don't know, Timbuktu. Uh, who cares? I don't know. Anyway, it's all right in the world. So that's why PayPal 
gets my daily winnie and now I own a chestnut horse that I will pay for in 24 to 48 hours. <laughs> Once I get an invoice. That's crazy. <laughs> Is that the big news that you've been promising to tell the auditors? Nope. When's that coming? Uh, 9.30, you told me. Okay, you told me I had to wait. All right, well, just letting Bates everybody help. know we have a doctor on the line, so we have to get to uh, Dr. Valberg. But uh, all right, so the big news that Jamie's been promising and just has everybody in a tizzy in the auditor room. Uh, it, it, I hope <laughs> I don't disappoint. I mean, my God, it's like, you know, under well, You did build it up. It's kind of a big deal to me. It's a big <laughs> deal to me. Y'all might be like, you're lame. This is terrible. But I came up with some great ideas I put in the poll. We'll go over those two that I think it might be. Because she didn't tell yeah. me either. She hasn't told me. And then you had everybody worried you're leaving the show. And I said, she'd probably told me that. That she no, probably would have told surprise, me. I would surprise you with that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, that would be a surprise. I'd be like, you know what? I quit this bitch. Where's it go? <laughs> well, before She's you like, do, why don't you talk to Dr. Volberg? <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm not quitting, by the way. So you can relax. Um, <laughs> you, you don't get to replace me yet. Okay. <laughs> We've Darn. got Dr. Valberg on the line, and we're going to talk about something that I've actually never heard of. IMM. It's a. Well, let's have her tell us. Good morning, Dr. Valberg. Good morning. How are you, and where in the world are you? I am at Michigan State University in East Lansing, Michigan. All right. I always like to know where people are we're talking to. I mean, it's like a, you know, international show. I'd like to have questions answered. I want to know what the weather's like. You know, how how your day's <laughs> Well, going. she's out of hurricane territory anyway, so that's exactly. good. Yeah. I know. I was I was waiting for her to say I'm in I'm, I'm in, in uh, Tallahassee, Destin City yeah. <laughs> in Florida. Uh no, so so tell us what is IMM. So um, IMM stands for immune-mediated myositis, which means inflammation in the muscle that's caused by uh, an autoimmune attack. So the immune system actually attacks the skeletal muscle. Mm. We first recognized this disease uh, 20 or 30 years ago now, and and, uh, it was most commonly recognized when we had uh, barns with quarter horses or paint horses that had strangles ongoing, and some of the horses that were exposed to strangles would, within two or three days, lose about 20 or 30 percent of their muscle mass. They just shrunk all of the muscles, particularly the ones along their back and along their loin and gluteal the, um, butt area. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we took muscle biopsies from those horses, we noticed that their immune cells were really, really prevalent in those muscles that were atrophying, and they seemed to be attacking the muscle cells. Wow. Okay, but that's like what quarter horse people want is that butt. So all of a sudden the butt's gone. Exactly. So uh, so what is uh, what does strangles have to do with it? Well, so we were trying to figure out what strangles had to do with okay. it and why these horses all of a sudden develop an immune response, but it turns out that there are proteins in the strangles bacteria that are very similar to the proteins in the muscle cells. And so when the horses would develop an immune response to try to deal with strangles, these particular horses that had a genetic susceptibility for this disease would also have the immune system attack the the muscle cells. And that's why the muscles were atrophying is because the strangles activated the immune system to get rid of all of those muscles that they really, really need. So is it, is it painful to the horses? Their muscles are getting eaten? 
I don't think it's extremely painful, not something like uh, the pain that you see with tying up, but what they develop is weakness. And then I think that when your immune system is really activated, you feel uh, poorly. So they just kind of get dumpy and they don't eat as well as they normally would and they don't move around as much as they normally would. They're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. (laughs) (laughs) So when you say their immune system is overactive... That, see, like, uh, I would think, like, if they're having an Im- immune response, their immune system isn't working, so you give them something like XDEM to, like, boost their immune system, but this is immune system on overdrive? Exactly. So their immune system is doing what it's designed to do, which is to remove bacteria from the system. So they develop antibodies, and the antibodies attack the bacteria, and they develop um immune cells are called lymphocytes and the lymphocytes get activated to destroy the bacteria. But because the protein in the bacteria that activates the immune system is so similar to the protein in the cell, the muscle cells, the immune system also attacks the muscle cells. And it only does it, we found out, in horses that have a particular protein sequence and that's determined by their genes and the genes that encode that muscle protein. Geez, like quarter horses don't have enough trouble with gene-related problems. Um, So how common is it? That was a good explanation, by the way. I even understood it. Well, it turns out that we were able to identify which gene it is that that, um, encodes that particular protein that's being attacked, and uh, we found a genetic mutation in that gene, and it it encodes a protein called myosin, and it's specifically the kind of myosin that's formed in fast-twitch muscle fibers. And quarter horses with their big muscles and their uh, selection for for speed, uh, they have probably about 50% of the muscles in their back and in their um, butt area co- are composed of these types of fast twitch muscle fibers. So one select f- a group of quarter horses have a genetic variant or a mutation in that gene. It creates just a tiny change. Uh, one amino acid in the protein is changed, but that one little change is enough um, to activate the immune system to attack that protein from time to time. So we've found that that genetic mutation is present in about somewhere between 5 and 10% of quarter horses. Hmm. So is it only so quarter a, horses that have strangles or can they get it another way as well? Can it kick in another so way? We first, rec- we first recognized it when they had strangles because that was uh, so apparent. But it turns out that there are other infections or other things that can that expose the immune system to this abnormal muscle cell. So those can be things like pigeon fever, which we see more commonly in the southern and western United States. It can be vaccines that cause a lot of inflammation in the muscle. And when that inflammation is caused in the muscle, it exposes the immune system to the inside of the muscle cells. So that can trigger um, a response. So it's not just strep vaccination, but it is also things like uh, influenza vaccines that can, can tend to be really, really irritating. And then about half the time, we just don't know why it gets triggered. So we'll see horses that will develop this. They usually show up by the time they're two, one or two years of age that they'll have had an episode. They can recover from it. Um, you can dampen down the immune response and they'll recover, but they might then develop it another time or another time when they get exposed to something, but they don't always get sick. So we never really quite know what the what the exposure 
was, whether it was a bacteria or a virus or a vaccine, about half the time we can't quite figure out what it was that triggered their immune system at that time. Oh my God. Like you can't even do the right thing by vaccinating. You're just, I think there's just so many ways for horses to die. Um, why do any of us have horses? We I are just, ridiculous. I just figured it out. We've been doing this show for almost nine years and, and we have a health segment every Wednesday. That's 468 Wednesdays. And I swear we've found 468 things that can kill our horses. <laughs> True. Well, this it's doesn't necessarily true. kill. I know, but okay. it's depressing. It's like <laughs> give me, give me the good yeah. news. It's not going to kill him. Can it be fixed? Can we stop it? What's going on? Save the so, day. So the good news, the good news is, is that we now know what causes it, and we now have a very pain-free way to make this diagnosis, and we can make the diagnosis anytime. It used to be that the only way we could know this was an immune-mediated myositis is if someone took a muscle biopsy of the, of the atrophied muscle within the first few weeks. Okay. And if they did that, we would, be able, we would be able to see all of these inflammatory cells, the lymphocytes, in that muscle. But if a horse was between episodes, uh, you couldn't tell whether or not they had the disease or not. So now when we know what the genetic mutation is, we have a hair test that can be done. It's done at the University of California's Veterinary Genetics Lab. And they can detect this, and they can detect it at any time. It doesn't have to be during the time the horse has the disease. So we have a much better diagnostic test that is pain-free. And then the other good news is that we can look at, um, use that genetic test in breeding strategies. So trying to avoid breeding a horse that's a carrier to another carrier will reduce the chances that we'll have horses that have two copies of the genes, which is the most severe form of this disease. So we can be a little proactive now that we have a genetic test and try to, you know, pick our matings carefully. So those of you that have a broodmare sitting out in your back and, and you're like, hey, I should breed this mare, please do it to a responsible, reputable breeder because this is the kind of stuff that can happen when some backyard stuff, you know, horses start getting bred and, and find somebody who's actually done the genetic testing. How, how common is it that people actually will do genetic testing before breeding or is it only the kind of big farms? Well, the, the American Quarter Horse Association has been quite proactive in that way, and now they have the five-panel test. This test is not on the five-panel test, um, but I think they might consider it. So in having a genetic uh, breeding panel test and having all the stallions tested, that gives all of the mare owners the ability to know um, what sort of risks they might have in breeding to those stallions, and then the, each mare owner can make that decision about, well, do I want to also test my horse so I can then choose the best mating? So it's mandatory uh, for stallion owners to have the testing done, and then it's um, optional and up to each owner of broodmares to use that testing, and that varies from, from farm to farm and owner to owner whether or not they test their mares. Well, Dr. Valberg, that, this is amazing. You guys can find this article on thehorse.com. Where can people learn more about you and what you do? We have um, a website that has lots of information on muscle diseases in horses. It's, uh, the website is on our Neuromuscular Diagnostic Lab website at Michigan State University. Mm -hmm. The easiest way to usually find it is to Google my name, uh, Stephanie Valberg and Neuromuscular and those two words usually get you to our website. Stephanie Valberg and muscle. You will find her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you'll find something That's completely right. different. We're not sure. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't. Don't image it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I got to tell you, I was just looking at the horse article. You have more initials after your name than anybody I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Now you got to accumulate things over time. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Well, congratulations. And thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. All right. Bye-bye. By the way, that's Dr. Stephanie J. Valberg, DVM, PhD, DIP. ACVIM, comma, ACVSMR, comma, of Michigan State University College. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she fits that on a business I'm veterinary card. medicine department of large animal <laughs> clinical sciences and e-science. How do you fit that on a business card? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, gosh. She has a great. big business card. <laughs> Yeah. Oh can, I, can I get a card? Sure. And then she pulls it out and <laughs> yes, it's like, like, you know, it's, it's an eight and a half six. by 11. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to, I, okay. All you people hold on. I'm getting messages that we got to get to it already, but we have obligations. And one of the obligations is our sponsors. And uh, Cade, who. Like you're making me nervous. I know. I, <laughs> I can't help it. You started this mess. Um, so uh, Cade got together with Jennifer and did a product review for horselovers.com. And let's take a listen to that. We'll come back and we promise Jamie's going to make whatever big announcement. Part of the show, it's product review time. And that is when one of our faithful auditors takes a little bit of time out of their day. And they have a chat with me about a product that they got from horselovers.com. And they give it a thorough testing. And they let us know how much they love it, or maybe not, and what they think about it. And sitting with me today is Cade Smith. Welcome to the show, Cade. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. And for those who are not in the auditor's room, tell us uh, where you're <laughs> where you're from and a little bit about your horsey self. Yes, I am in Sparta, Tennessee, which is halfway between Knoxville and Nashville. Um, I have a couple ponies at my house. Also, I call my full-size horses ponies. Um, you know, we all do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's about 20 acres or so, and I love it. Definitely have tested out my product. And there. what <laughs> is that product that you tested out? Yeah, so I got the Noble Outfitters Muds. They're a um, shorter top rubber boot, and um, super warm, but also I wear them in summer and have no problem with, you know, over-insulation or anything like that. Um, they're, like I said, they're a shorter boot, so they come right above the ankle. And they fit very snug, form-fitting. Uh, they have a good sole on the bottom. So, you, you know, I have a lot of rocks where I live, and they do totally fine on that. It's, you know, sometimes if you're walking on rocks with a thinner-soled rubber boot, you feel every rock. Not the case with these. Um, one thing that I would say is not my favorite part is they are a bit snug across the top of the foot. I thought over time that may release a little bit. But it hasn't, um, but it, it doesn't bother me. So I'm just saying that in case someone does not like a tighter fitting shoe, it is snug across the top, so you may want to go up a size. So if you've got, that, high, like if you've got that higher instep, they might not be as good a fit. Correct. I love a snug shoe because I just feel confident in it. I feel like I won't fall or it won't fall off. Um, but I know some people don't like that. So wh- when you ordered your when you got your boots in, um, size-wise, did they fit as expected? Do you think they ran a little big or a little small? No, I think they were very true to size. True to size. All righty. And the, mm-hmm. tread, the tread pattern on this looks, I would say, medium-aggressive? Yeah, definitely medium-aggressive. Um, they don't track too much mud in the house, um, but also I'm not slipping and sliding. Yeah, a little more than a paddock shoe, but not quite so much as a snow yes. boot. 
Yes, and I actually, since having them, I have looked into getting the taller ones, but I'm I'm kind of addicted to the ankle height. Occasionally, the paddock that I have will get a little bit higher than ankle height mud, um, but I'm still holding on because I love them. <laughs> you love them. All righty. The Noble Outfitters Men's 6-Inch Mud Boots, available at horselovers.com. That's horselovers with a Z.com. As we do this review for $79.95. And thank you very much, Kate, for coming by and doing a product review with us. I think I need a pair of those. So uh, thank you. I want a pair of them. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you. You're going to need mud boots where you're going. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So thank you, Kate, for doing that for us. Uh, All right. It's time. Do I need some music? What do I do here? Uh, Before you make your big announcement, I thought I'd have some fun this morning in the auditor room. And I put up a poll. And uh, I wanted to, to people to guess on and vote on which they think it's going to be. And Why, if a woman says, I have some news, does everybody think that she's pregnant? Well, actually, no, that one only got one vote. So, uh, Oh, no, it was commented on a lot. Yes. <laughs> so this is what, what the votes came down to. This is the final voting. Adopted kid uh, got the most votes. Zeus or Thor found a new home, got second. Uh, new pony found a new home. I'm not even sure what that's about, but that got third. Home sold. I sold the one I haven't got yet. Uh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> home sold. Well, we already knew that. You made that announcement. Um, I put in selling Chad to the highest bidder to raise money for an arena, which I thought was the most likely one, and that got a lot of votes. Except for who's going to drag it? Oh, there's that. Carry on. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, she's going to fix shit. Okay. Uh, uh, she's really Hannah Montana. Got a few votes. Um, that's put in. Me. <laughs> I can sing. You yeah, have sing? you heard her sing? And everybody, you wouldn't have voted if you had heard her sing. A third horse. Uh, yeah, that make Chad a saint. Um, and then literally no idea. And one person voted for you're expecting. So oh. Those... Oh, there was one more you skipped that three people voted on. <laughs> That's the one you put. Glenn That's should what I sit down Glenn and should... wait like the rest of the class. I'm not good at that. I was never good <laughs> at sitting down and waiting. Okay, so so it's actually on one of these, just so you know. It is? I'm definitely not pregnant. Okay, oh, please okay. stop. Um, and the adoption is not going to happen because we are moving. And it, 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 I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. So um, moving past that, uh, as you guys know, I have been using Thor as a lesson horse for quite some time, a couple of years now. And he, I, as much as I keep trying to make him into my sport horse, <laughs> as evidenced by the endurance excitement, um, it's not going to happen. So Actually, he's, it was endurance he's, lack of excitement. It was. Yeah, no, he had, he had no <laughs> excitement for it whatsoever. So um, he's been being leased by a little girl, and her name is Charlie. And I've told her mom she can't listen to this episode right now because, um, you know, th- she's been leasing him and they love him. And I'm like, great. Well, you got, I- I'm like, you can lease him up until the 17th because that's the day that we leave. And I went in the house the other day. Oh, her mom was just talking casually to me last week and said, hey, by the way, after you're done, you know, if you guys move, we're going to need to find a horse. So let us know, you know, if you can help us find a horse for Charlie, that'd be great. And I was like, I don't know you guys wanted to buy a horse, but whatever, that's cool. You know, so I go in the house and Charlie comes over and plays with Lucas a lot. She's nine and he's five and she just hangs out with him and plays him. It's awesome. Um, and I logged onto Lucas's iPad. I opened up the iPad and the first thing that popped up was this drawing on one of those like drawing apps when i unlocked the screen it was this drawing app 
And it was uh, a picture of a horse, a bay horse, and it had the name Thor at the bottom with like red hearts all around it. (laughs) And I I turned to Lucas and I was like, Lucas, who did this? And she's like, he's like, oh, that's Charlie. She drew that. I was like, oh, that's like so sweet. And And I sat there and I started crying looking at this drawing because I feel like like, oh, my God, I'm the worst human ever to take this pony, oh, this horse, away from this little girl. So I go outside just to see what's going on. And Charlie comes back in, and she is, she's nine years old, and she is tiny. And she just came back in from riding Thor in a halter, bareback, galloping him around in the empty lot that's down the way. Okay, and for, for reference, for those that our new listeners, Thor is not a small horse. <laughs> he's he's a monster. He's huge. And if you recall, uh, Thor and I have had a long history because I adopted him uh, from the prison up in Carson City, Mustang. Nevada. He was yep. my first Mustang. And he God, was... How long ago his, was that now? It was in February of 2015. Okay. So over almost almost four years ago, really. Um, but But his name when I adopted him was Freight Train. And it was a very applicable name because he was a bolter and he would run away and he flat bolted like, and I, I didn't know how to handle it. And I'd actually taken him uh, first course I ever did with Monty Roberts. I took, I took Thor up there with me and I, and we were out there. I'm like, by the way, do you think you could help me? I just have a question, you know? And then of course, Monty and somebody has a Mustang with a problem. He is on it. I got private less riding lessons with Monty for two weeks while I was doing the, the gentling wild horses course. And he basically taught me how to fix it. And Thor came back a changed, a changed horse, completely changed. If you have a horse that runs away with you, let me know. I'll, I'll solve it for you because it was, it changed this horse's life. And so now he's a push horse as opposed to a woe horse. And he's just been doing great with this little girl. Anyway, so I th- I'm looking at this picture and I'm like tearing up and I'm just feeling like the worst human in the world because Thor is kind of an, he's a, he's a, I love him, but he's an, a, another horse to me. You know, he's like, he's like the horse. I love me comes up to me. I smooch him on the nose. I can grab his little nostrils and kiss his nose. And he loves me. I can hop on a bareback and ride him around. He's just one of those loves, but he's like, I'm taking him to Oklahoma in case I use him. And in case Chad wants to ride someday when Duke is retired, you know? Um, but anyway, I start thinking about it. I'm like, I'm a horrible person to take this horse from this little girl. So I kind of come out, come up with a price. And I go out to her mom and I'm like, Hey, can you come in? Let me talk to you for a second. This is all within like two or three days, you know, uh, because Charlie comes every day after school, every day. Well, she'd come morning and night if she could. So I talked to the mom. I'm like, hey, are you guys, would you be interested? Her mom was like, what? You would sell Thor the Mustang? And I was like, I really don't know. I'm like, my heart hurts about this. Like I'm super torn, but I'm also like, I feel like it would be the wrong thing to do to take him, you know, cause we've all been that little girl with that little horsey love. And I mean, most of us, not Jimmy, but those of well, us not me either. Right? I wasn't really that either. But. <laughs> yeah. You're not a little girl either. So that kind of knocked you out. Um, so we, uh, 
so we sit we sit down and talk and I'm like I I think that I'm a terrible person if I if I take this horse I didn't know you guys were interested in owning a horse and and she's like well it's kind of not a great time but she's like this is god she loves this horse and I said I know I know and and so she calls her husband and they're like I can hear him through the phone yes yes oh my god yes <laughs> An enabler. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean because they 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 love the farm. They love coming out here. They love the horse. They love the, how happy their daughter is. So so we kind of like we're hammer out some details and 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 they're like we need help. We don't know where to keep him. We I'm like I'll help. I'll I'll help you with all that. We don't have any tack. I'm like I'll give you all this tack. It's fine. Um, so. She says we've kind of got it. We shake hands on the whole thing. We got the whole thing worked. She goes, I got to tell you something. And I said, well, okay, what is it? You know, she goes, I, I didn't want to tell you this and I wouldn't have told you this, but you know, Charlie is so happy when she's here and she just smiles and she just laughs and she's just so happy. She goes every day that we get in the car to go home, Charlie cries all the way home Oh, <laughs> because you're leaving. I guess she's going to, she asked to adopt Lucas too. Is that, that, <laughs> yeah, that thing? She wants Lucas too. <laughs> she cries all the way home because Thor's leaving. Yeah. And and she's so heartbroken Aww. that he's leaving. And she's like, the mom was like, You when when she we have to pick up her brothers from school, uh, from football practice on the way home. And Charlie always like is like wiping her eyes so she her brothers don't see that she's been crying. And she cried. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that? How could you not tell me? She's like, what am I gonna do? Tell you that make you feel like the worst human in the world? Like my daughter cries every day all the way home. And so <laughs> That's a today, good mom right there, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Today is Charlie's 10th birthday. Aww. She's 10 Aww. years old today. Aww. So birthday, right about Happy now, <laughs> she's waking up to a clue that is going to be a scavenger hunt that will end with me hiding behind the fence holding Thor with a giant bow and a halter with his name and her name on it. Uh, You're going to make me cry. (laughs) Oh, girl, I've cried nonstop because I love this horse, but like, he is just hers, man. He's just hers. She, they just, yeah. If you guys have seen any videos on Thor's Facebook page, I've posted Charlie riding him because it just amazes me how they are together. I mean, th- you can see a picture if you go to mm. Thor the Mustang and Zeus the Mustang is a, a Facebook page, and there's a video of Charlie riding him bareback in the arena, like this former runaway. By the way, Thor was a wild stallion for four years. He wasn't captured till he was <laughs> four. Okay, like, and now he's ten, and he belong like he just belongs to this little tiny peanut of a little girl. It's just the cutest thing. Mm-hmm. So. We have been concocting this whole scavenger hunt thing going on all morning long. It's going to start with Charlie waking up and, and she's going to get her, directs her to get, get her riding clothes on. And then she's going to get sent to the grocery store. They have a little local store where they have fresh donuts. So you get donuts for your birthday. Oh, wait, no, there's another clue there. And then the donuts were sent to basically the front of the flyover farm sign where it will continue to lead all the way back to the back of the property where I will be in the back holding the horse and videoing. And she has no idea. Apparently last night she cried herself to sleep because today she's going to be 10 and Thor is leaving in seven days. And she's like counting down the days that she has to ride him. So they did find a place to put, put Thor. 
They found a place I have play. arranged everything. Good. Do they I, have a little kid she can yay! play with, too? <laughs> a, a little what? Do they have a little kid she can play with, too? At the at the boarding yeah, stable? Yeah, at the new farm. Yes. There <laughs> they is do? A, she is 10. There's an 11-year-old girl that's oh, only perfect. girl there. <laughs> and it's where the pony club does. So she's going to be, she doesn't know it yet, you guys. She's going to be a part of the pony club. Door's going to be Oh, that's perfect for her. Because I was wondering, you you know, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, that's all well and good. But part of her experience has been with you guys and Thor. And, Mm -hmm. you know, is that going to change when she when Thor's at a place where she knows nobody? But that's perfect place. My other boarder, Jen, has moved her horse to this boarding stable as well. This is a place that I boarded before I bought my own place. It's the only place in the West Valley I would recommend. What a hard decision for the parents, though. I mean, what a commitment for them. This had to be a very difficult decision to make. Well, you know what? There, he just retired from the military, and he's trying to get an airline pilot, uh, airline pilot job too. And he's been hired, but he hasn't started yet. And there's like up in the air when training starts. And so I'm like, listen, don't pay me anything. I don't want my, any money till you guys are up and at him and moving right along. Just take care of the horse, take care of the little girl do whatever you got to do. So basically I'm just leaving Thor and I'm giving him all the tack and all this. I've given him like five saddle pads. You know how hard that is for me? Okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's harder than the horse actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, um, I'm really, my heart hurts about it. Like I'm really sad to be losing Thor, but I'm so happy that he's going you know, to the person that he's I going to. But we've all sold horses or given horses away when they were meant to be moved on to that person. Right? I mean, it. I think that there's a time when that's supposed to happen. And you know it, and you knew it, right? You also know there's you, a, yeah, I mean, you knew it. You knew this was the time that that's the horse for that person. I, um, I just, I it just, what do they say that 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 every horse deserves to be owned by a little girl? Right. You know, and this is like that moment, well, and this little girl the same is ones do. just. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but this this little this little girl is just utterly heartbroken that that she doesn't get to ha- to see Thor anymore. I mean, he she's been riding him for two years and thinks he's leaving today. She's getting she must look like a peanut up there. On she. Thor. Go look at the Facebook. Look at here. I'll post a. Nah, I'm not going to do it right now. I can't. Okay. <laughs> anyway, those of you auditors that have been, um, that are spoiling it for the other ones, they have to listen to this show. Okay. You can't just spoil it, Lily. Jeez, <laughs> Louise, Claire. Y'all are, they, they got to. People are begging for the news. Those that are at work are feeling left out. <laughs> well, um, I think there's only one thing. We need to give you a second to regroup. I'm so like I'm so excited but I'm so sad about it too. Like I mean I love this horse, but I did tell them I said here's the deal. Like if anything ever happens, if any day goes by and she loses interest or he's hurt or something, I will take him back in less than two seconds. I will get in my car and I will come get him. So okay. Well, you know there's only one song I can play right now, right? Oh no, don't play girls and horses. I I had to. It was why it was right there. It was right in front of me. Well, she talks about him, dreams about him, thinks about him all the time. She's got to have him, be lost without him. 
you can see it in her eyes What is it? What is it with girls and horses? She says Now when I was a young girl They were my whole world They were my one safe That was Girls and Horses by Tim. I can't do that show anymore. <laughs> you should see the auditors. They're like, I'm getting all these private messages. That was mean. That was the <sighs> worst thing. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I can't do it. Okay. Um, and I then apparently so you're going to have to send some works to people's, or some notes to people's work because they're all crying their eyeballs out and their bosses are wondering why. Because <sighs> you played a song. <laughs> yeah, but that was a happy song for the girl. It's the girl song. It's not your song. You know how much emotional drama I'm going through moving out of this place and losing the horse. Oh, God. I'm done. Spain and God. I can't do the show anymore. Hang in there. You'll be fine. (laughs) I had to do it. If I hadn't done that, everybody would have disappointed in me. It was my job. It's a horse husband. You better do the rest of the show. I I need a moment. I can tell you somebody's going to help perk it up here. And that, <laughs> poor Emily's coming on. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be back. <laughs> poor Emily. Uh, so we have coming up a very exciting announcement, uh, uh, <laughs> a little less teary than Jamie's announcement just a couple minutes ago. And uh, that's because it's been something that you all have been requesting for a long time, and it's actually happening. We have Emily Esterson on of Covered Side Magazine. And Emily, good morning. 
Good morning. I have no idea what just happened, uh, <laughs> but I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> You're going to have to listen back because uh, half the audience is now crying their eyeballs out. So, and then I just, okay, I just well. threw girls and horses in there to make it even worse. So, because <laughs> that's what I do. Mm. I'm here to help. So, Emily, we have exciting news. <laughs> I cannot tell you since since Helena had a show about fox hunting on the network, which was years ago. Um, we have been getting requests to do a fox hunting show, and and to save me, can you please tell the audience how long I've been talking to you about doing a fox hunting show? Long time. Uh, well, a long, long time. Probably, um, I would say five or six years at least. Good. We have had this discussion at AETA and every year. And now we're finally getting it together, and I'm super excited about it. I am really excited about it. So well, I I love podcasts, and I'm excited to be doing one. So and radio. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're excited to have you. And what's going to happen is the third Thursday of the month has been empty for a couple of months, and Emily and one of our actually we have to give Tara credit. One of our terrific listeners and auditors was the one who really pushed us both. Right? I mean, she's the one that got this rolling. She is absolutely the one that got this rolling because she got in touch with you and you hooked her up with me and she and I had some great conversations and we had our, our sort of planning meeting at uh, in the bar at WEG at the World Equestrian Games. <laughs> perfect place. Fun. And um, yeah, perfect place. And, you know, she lives in Texas and I live in New Mexico. So, um, so it's a little bit of a different take on fox hunting because you're getting the sort of the Western viewpoint of it. So um, so we're super excited about it, and Tara is really psyched. So, well, and um, so yeah, I, it's going to be great. And I think it's perfect that a fox yeah. hunting show was planned at a bar because <laughs> that's perfect. That's couldn't have been any better than because <laughs> there's no alcohol well. consumed at fox hunts, not at all. Um, oh no, 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 not at all. <laughs> can, can you give uh, everybody? I'm very excited about this because we really had this has probably been the thing we've had the most requests on since the our fox hunting show went away years ago. So, and and I'm excited because well, let's tell everybody what. Coverside Magazine is. What is Coverside Magazine? So Coverside is the official magazine of the Masters of Foxhounds Association, which is, of course, the governing body of all the recognized and registered foxhounds in the United States. And it's a quarterly, and we run all kinds of great content. Um, some of it's technical, some of it's lifestyle, some of it's horse-related, some of it's hound-related. And we're kind of looking at the, the show as being pretty similar to that. You know, we want to we want to give all the listeners out there a real taste of what it is. Um, we want to debunk some of the myths about fox hunting. Uh, we want to talk about, you know, how to how to do it if you want to do it, which we hope you all do, because it's about as much fun as you can have on a horse, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, we're just going to kind of cover a broad spectrum Uh and we're also going to have a couple, you know, each show, we're going to have some guests and they're going to be huntsmen and fox hunting experts and talk about all the different things that are involved in fox hunting. And yes, that's ladies, the, you will hear dirty on it. you will hear some Irish accents with those. Uh, with, if you're getting some of those guys on, you will hear some Irish accents <laughs> for sure. Yes. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Jamie got to go ride. You rode in Ireland, right? Um, I did. I fox hunted in Ireland. It was amazing. Sorry, I just got back in here. I had to take a little emotion break after the last little bit of song that Glenn played. So um, we're having a fox hunting show. And yes, I fox hunted in Ireland. And I love eventing. But if I if for some reason somebody said you can't event, I would fox hunt. That's I, I, I just recently tried driving. Hated it. I just tried endurance. Hated it. <laughs> but fox hunting is the bomb. Well, now, is there yeah. fox hunts in Oklahoma well, I, where she's going to live, Emily? Are there any in Oklahoma? Um, yeah. Uh, yes, I think there uh, Yeah, I think there are. I have to look it up. <gasps> I want to join a hunt a in Oklahoma. Little... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, well Emily, um, one of the things. called the hunt. Uh, hunt. Go ahead. One of the things I wanted to ask you is fox hunting has always had a reputation of being He was about to tell me what the name of the fox in Oklahoma was. Yeah, go ahead. I'm writing it down. Oh, well, I I don't know off the top of my head, but you can look it up in the hunt roster, which is on the website, mfha.com. 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 You can can search the website. There's a place that lists all the hunts in North America. Well, Emily, and there's 150, 54 of them. Well, that, there should be one in Oklahoma then, I would think. You hunt Western saddles, uh, yeah. though. That's the only requirement. <laughs> so, so there, fox hunting's had such a stuffy reputation. It really, you know, over the years, it's been known as the stuffy thing. Only rich people can fox hunt. But that has so changed in the last, I would say, 10, 15 years. And fox hunts really have intentionally tried to become less stuffy to attract new members and make it more accessible to everybody. That is absolutely true. I, I'm also an eventer, Jamie, and um, have, you know, would not have necessarily chosen fox hunting as my sport of choice had I not gotten a contract to edit the magazine. Um, although I did fox hunt periodically over the course of my, my eventing career. But, you know, fox hunts all over the United States are really relaxing their rules. They're making it really easy for members to come. In our hunt, we have, you know, come as you are, Western tack, English tack, uh, endurance tack, doesn't matter, come as you are. And, you know, if people want to um, dress up and buy the right gear and look the part, um, they absolutely are welcome to, but we'd rather just, uh, most fox hunts really just want people to come. So um, we want to kind of dispel the myth that you have to have all the right kit and sort of the nervousness. Like a lot of people, you know, I know and uh, who are outside of the fox hunting world will call me and be like, oh, I got invited to a fox hunt. Can I borrow some coats? And I'm like, yeah, you can. But, you know, ask them if you need one because chances are they'll let you just come as you are. Um, and you know, it's fun to dress up. It's fun to get all the stuff and it's fun to be part of the club. It's kind of like, you know, getting the uniform when you join a sports team, but, um, but you don't have to with most hunts. So, um, and it's just a great deal of fun and fascinating people. I mean, once you are, you know, once you're in the club and you are in the club, they are, you know, they are your friends for life. They'll go out of your way. It becomes a very tight group of people. So, um, it's a great deal of camaraderie and, you know, the adrenaline junkie thing, like everybody shares that, that, uh, thrill of the chase. And, you know, afterwards there's breakfast and a lot of socializing and it, it just becomes a real lifestyle choice. Is the flask the only thing that is required? 
Yes, indeedy. <laughs> <laughs> See, and here's the thing, Emily. When I fox hunted in Ireland, we had James from Cooper's Hill Equine on, and I said, so what do I need to put in my flask? And he was like, oh, you don't want to drink in Ireland fox hunts. You better hang on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, he goes, the flask is the first thing to break your ribs when you fall off. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So, yeah, the flask thing, you know, it's part of the kit and it's a lot of fun to have it out there on a cold morning to have a little sip of whatever. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> liquid but courage, know, it's not it's all called. about the drinking. <laughs> liquid courage, <laughs> liquid courage. And it is true that you might not necessarily want to carry that flask in the interior pocket of your hunt coat for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's true. It's there. It's hard. It'll fall. It'll, you know, it'll break your rib. But also, um, it deteriorates that pocket. So within a, you know, within a year or so, you're going to lose it out of that pocket anyway, because the seams are going to rip. So I know this from personal experience. (laughs) (laughs) You need one of those, um, like smooth stride riding jeans, thigh pockets (laughs) just to be able to stick that last down in your thigh pocket. Now for people who want to go out and hunt, and I know you'll talk about Mm -hmm. this, but for people who want to go out and hunt, um, there is a backfield. So if you're not crazy and don't feel like you're into that adrenaline super jumping thing yet, uh, you can go in the backfield and, and not have to do all of that. Right. You absolutely can. Um, most hunts, uh, I would say all hunts have an option for you to ride in the third field, um, or even the second field and the second field doesn't jump. Um, we, we actually don't have any real jumps in our territory. Um, we have 26,000 huntable acres and three coops. So, you know, if the coyote goes that way and the hounds are following him, great. Um, but, you know, a lot of hunts don't actually have, um, have jumping. And some do, some don't. Almost all of them have an alternative route. So you don't have to jump. Um, the second field is the non-jumping field. The third field is a walk chop hilltopper field. Um, sometimes there's even a even slower field, which is just a just a walking field that goes up to the top of the hills around the hunt territory and looks down and watches from above, which they actually have a better opportunity to actually see the fox or the coyote running by than than the first field does. So that's always an interesting dynamic. Um, and they're you know usually the people who are appointed field masters are appointed field masters in hunts for a really good reason. They're they're patient. They're good horse people. They know the country. There's, they know how to be safe. They can brief you on what's actually happening in a hunt because that's an important thing. You know, a lot of people go out and hunt in second field and they, they don't really know what's going on in front of them. So a good, good field masters um, are really, really worth their weight in gold and they will keep you safe and happy and um, show you the way. So All hunts have options for that these days because they know that not everybody wants to gallop, gallop, gallop. So, um, so there you go. Well, you're going to learn. That's how it all shakes out. And you're going to learn a lot more about that. Yep. And I, I, you know, one of the things we talked about with this episode is, is you guys are going to keep it fairly basic for new people because we'll have a lot of new people listening. So it's going to be nice. You know, Jennifer worked uh, 
actually for a hunt for a lot of years and loves fox hunting and loved going out three times a week with the hunt. So I got to experience a little bit of that from from her side and, and the thrill of it and the hilltopping and all of that. So it is it is super fun. Uh, there are different types of hunts. We're going to learn all about that. There's drag hunts and there's uh, hunts that hunt for different things. So all of that will be coming up in the fox hunting episodes with Emily and Tara are going to host it. Uh, the first one will start next Thursday. So that'll be the first fox hunting episode. And we're very excited to have you guys on board. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having us. We're super excited to get this off the ground. And, uh, and we have lots of great guests planned and uh, some great content. And we're, we, you know, we're psyched to get started. We'll talk to you next week, Emily. Sounds good. Bye now. Bye. This truly has been one of the things that's been requested the most is getting fox hunting episode back. <clears throat> I mean, we should have a show of every sport anyway. <laughs> That's true. You know, I think it's one of those things, fox hunting is one of those things that if you're a rider, you've always had in the back of your mind, you at least want to try it. You know, you yeah. want to try it. We we got to experience, um, uh, they brought the hounds, what's, what was the name of that village that was outside of Lexington that was the old village with the Shakers, um, Shaker Village. And Shaker, Shaker Village, Village. The, the historical place. They brought the hounds from one of the fox hunts in there, and they had the gathering of the hounds in the village with all these old buildings. It was so cool. I mean, it was so cool. And then where, Je- where Jennifer used to work at Myopia Hunt, the big thing up there was they had a hunt on Thanksgiving Day, and it literally brought people from Boston and all over the place. Thousands of people would come out and line the back roads watching, watching them hunt because you could get high ground, and you could see them in the valleys and things. You could hear them coming. It was so cool. It was really neat. So I'm very excited that that's happening. I'm excited that Tara, thank you to Tara, one of our terrific auditors and listeners who really got that going. And to Emily for jumping on board with the Master of the Fox Hounds and uh, Covered Side Magazine. We appreciate them stepping up and and uh, and taking it over. Uh, we have also another announcement. As of next Monday, there'll be a new show hitting the network. It'll start to come out next week. And that's... Uh, Equine Clicker 101. And that's Shauna Koresh starts her new show. It'll be twice a month, and it's going to be a very much educational classroom show where half the class is teaching your lesson for the day, and then the other half is you going out to your horse, and actually she talks you through doing that lesson with your horse. So She's just really fun, too. Like She's just... It's live and interactive. You're actually going to listen while you're doing the lesson with your horse. Because with clicker training, you can do that. We're coming up on winter. A lot of people won't be able to ride. So it's a perfect time to start this. And there'll be two of those a month. It'll be on our app and all the places you find podcasts. It's called uh, Equine Clicker 101. And that's starting uh, next week. So we got lots of cool things going on. Uh, That'll kind of take the place of the WEG show, which is going away now. And uh, and I don't have to host it. So... (laughs) Why? You're not prepping for the next four years? I'm not prepping, no. Uh, Matter of fact, there's been no wagon announced, so we'll see if there even is one. (laughs) Okay. All right. Apparently, you have just destroyed the auditor community. Um, (sighs) These guys are on point with their their gifts. Okay, so just so you know, if you want to be an auditor, I mean, seriously, this is the reason to, because just to read what all these people write, there's 40. I I posted last night in the auditor's room. Okay, friends, I have some big news on the show tomorrow. It's uplifting and heartbreaking. It's awesome and terrifying. It's wonderful and soul crushing. And there will be a video post show. And so everybody started writing 
uh, comments and the, there's like 40,000 different gifts that are the funniest thing. I mean, Chad and I were dying laughing People last night. Bawling, bawling, crying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Calling me the devil. Ryan Reynolds, you're the devil. Uh, they're not liking me after that song much either, apparently. Oh my God. <laughs> I could have played the this, the show out with it today and just left everybody in tears totally. I had good news coming after the song. I knew that. So okay, well, it's fine. Whatever. It's cool. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. You got a you got a birthday <laughs> present to get ready. I know Abby just came by with the bow. And by the she's way, out setting up the clues right now. On a serious note, congratulations. I think you did the right thing. I'm congratulating you Thanks. because I think you did the right thing for a little girl. And she'll, she'll probably be in horses forever, thanks to you. And as Stephanie just said, uh, you can always get another Mustang. They're like free. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought two thoroughbreds, Stephanie. Back off. <laughs> Literally two thoroughbreds purchased in one week. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jemmy. Thank you, Jamie. And Jemmy, I'll see you in the next couple days. We got some beer to drink. So, uh, oh, happy woo-hoo! October. And uh, Megan, will, Fest, here we come. Yeah, Megan will be with you on Friday. And tomorrow, I, I got to promote that quick too. Mary Kitzmiller, if you're a Mary Kitzmiller fan, you do not want to miss tomorrow's show. And Jamie, you don't either, because she's going to tell you all about did you know she got this Mustang she trained up? Well, it's part of a PBS show that's going to be put out on public broadcasting on PBS. And they went to where her horse was actually taken from. And they filmed there for two weeks uh, with the wild horses. And she was part of that. And she's going to tell you all about it on tomorrow's show. She's not answering any questions. She's going to tell you all about her adventures filming a TV show with BBS. So isn't that cool? Uh, So you're going to hear all about that tomorrow. And then Jamie and Megan will totally trash some really bad ads on Friday. Get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And apparently, Jemmy and I are just going to totally get trashed. So, I mean, that's that's our plan. Sounds fair. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. You didn't say it. Say it. You forgot it. I I said it earlier. Spain, New York, I'm just a mess.